Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 38 of the Building Strength Podcast. It's your host, Theo Lim, coming at you with another session from the car. So if you're new to the podcast, this is the Building Strength Podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to building strength inside inside the gym, but more importantly, outside of the gym as well. So today's Friday, September 14, 2018. I hope you guys are having a solid day. I hope you're having a solid week so far. And as always, hope you're crushing those weekly goals. So I just finished um, just finished up an appointment for my dreadlocks. Just got them tightened up. I go to my, the lady who does the dreadlocks for me. Um, I go to her about every six weeks just to tighten them up. Look a little less haggard. Look a little more presentable for you guys. <laughs> so feels good. Always feels good to go out, come out of there with the dreadlocks looking crisp. Um, before I get started, I've had a couple questions regarding my hair. Like, um, but so this week's podcast, I'm going to share with you some questions that someone shared with me, Alvin our fearless leader at My Detox Performance. He shared these questions with the team um, and he asked us to fill it out and send it back to him. It's more of a brand, he called it a brand discovery, but really it's like a brand slash self-discovery exercise. And I'm sharing this because I think it'll be very helpful for you guys because when I filled it out, it was very helpful for me. So. Before I get into that, a couple of questions regarding my hair. How long have I had dreadlocks? So I've had my dreadlocks for about two years now, I'd say. Two years, maybe two and a half years. Um, but before that, I know my hair is super long now. Like my longest one is pretty much hitting my tailbone. Um, before that, I grew my hair for about six years, I believe. So it's been about eight years total that I've been growing my hair um, since 2010. So it's been quite the journey. I've also gotten a couple questions regarding whether all of my hair is mine or not. And yes, 99.9% of the hair is mine. Um, Alicia, the lady who does my dreadlocks, um, she's added like a little bit of hair just to strengthen up my regular hair so that the dreadlocks don't break. So 99.9% .9 of my hair is my own hair. And then another question I often get is how difficult or how easy is it to take care of my hair? Um, honestly, it's fairly easy. I really don't do a whole lot for it. I go to see this lady every six weeks. Um, she tightens them up for me, makes it look good. And on top of that, really, I wash my hair maybe every two to three weeks. Um, it's, I do that because, first of all, it feels nice to wash my hair. 
but in terms of the frequency of it, why I do every two to three weeks, really it's because it takes so long to dry. Um, especially in the winter, the dreadlocks, like to fully dry out, it takes now like a solid eight hours to fully dry. So that means I have to leave it down for that long as well. And for me, if I'm training people, I don't want to leave my hair down. I want my hair up, I want it out of the way. And yeah, so that's really why I do it. Like ideally, I'd love to wash it every week or every two weeks, but making that eight hour window just so I don't have to worry. Because honestly, when the dreadlocks are wet, that's the only time they smell because they got that musky smell. It's like wet clothes, right? Or wet hair. Um, it just doesn't smell good. So I don't like going out and like being around too many people that I actually want to interact with, with smelly hair. So that's another reason for that frequency. So I think that about covers it. There were a couple people who had a couple questions regarding the hair. So I thought I'd throw that in there just for some bonus content so self-discovery brand discovery I'm holding my notebook right now sitting at a red light headed to my detox performance 12 p.m. shred locks class shred locks MP fit with shred locks sorry if you guys haven't been to that y'all need to experience that so self-discovery again I'm sharing this because I think it was very helpful for me and I think it'll be very helpful for you. Really, it took maybe 10 minutes. So give yourself time, give yourself 10 minutes, answer these questions and I think you're going to learn a lot. Um, and even, even if you don't learn a lot, I find for me, it just helped me refresh why I do all the things that I do. So first question. What kind of ba everyday barriers or obstacles do you face in pursuing your goals? What kind of everyday barriers slash obstacles do you face in pursuing your goals? So I thought this was um, helpful because as I answered this, and I'm gonna share a couple of my answers with you guys, and also in the show notes this week, I will link you to I will link you to my website where I will have a blog post with all of these questions for you so that you can go out you can go to that site and just copy and paste that whole blog post put it on your own document or put it on paper and it will just be so much easier to look at rather than trying to remember them all or writing them down I mean feel free to write them down as I go too so everyday barriers or obstacles that you face in pursuing your goals. This was very helpful because it just, although you kind of know what holds you back, until you really sit down and put things on paper, you don't really know. You kind of know, but you don't actually, you haven't acknowledged it. So number one, what kind of everyday barriers or obstacles do you face in pursuing your goals? Question number two, why is it important that you do what you love? Or why is it important to go after what you love? Number three, what does success mean to you? 
What does success mean to you? Because it means something different for everyone, right? Number four, what's rewarding to you about what you do? What is rewarding to you about what you do? Number five, what is challenging about what you do? So again, a lot of self-discovery. That's why I called it self-discovery or brand discovery, as Alvin put it. And then number six, how do you keep yourself motivated? And last question, is there a specific mantra or vision that drives you to do what you do? So seven questions. There were like two or three more, but I think these were really the meat and potatoes of all of that. So really, I highly encourage you to got, for you guys to sit down and take a look at these questions and really put things down on paper. I find the biggest thing is like, we know, we kind of know what we need to do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. Like we kind of know what stresses out, stresses us out. We know what challenge, what uh, challenges we face. We know why we're doing the things we do. But I find really until you put it down on paper, until you've like vocalized it or verbalized it, only then does it really become real. So again, highly encourage you guys to do that. And I just wanted to share with you guys some of my answers for this. Because as I said, this really helped me uh, figure it, not figure out, but kind of like acknowledge why I'm doing these things. Um, and I shared a couple of these on Instagram. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you saw that on my Instagram story. And so what, number two was, I really liked it. Why is it important to go after what you love? So for me, it's important to go after what you love because we only have one life and like we really only have one shot at this, right? And we only have so much time on earth. So for me, it's like if we're not doing the things we love to do with the people that we like to be around and lastly, doing that all that in the environment that we choose, if we're not doing that, then what's the point? Like, what's the point of life? Again, if we're not doing what we love to do, we're not doing it with the people we actually like, and we're not doing it in the environment that we actually want to be in. Like, if we're not doing that, then what are we really doing? Like, what are we really doing? And then another question, what's rewarding to you about what you do? And I really like this question. And for me, it just feels so good to, to help people. Just like to see the smiles on people's faces when they're like, when they feel good about themselves, like that's, it's pretty priceless. To see someone be happy and feel good about themselves, like that makes me feel good. And I know that makes them feel good. And then I know that they'll be able to bring that positive energy into the rest of their lives, right? So that's one main thing. Like it just feels good to see other people feeling good. And then this is the part where, this is why I wanted to share this with you guys, is because when I 
answered this question, I learned a lot about myself. And I realized that I've always been pretty comfortable with myself. I've always been pretty confident with myself. Um, whether that's a result of my environment, whether that's a result of the upbringing my parents gave me, I just always felt like pretty confident, pretty comfortable with myself. And I kind of always knew what, how I enjoy spending my time, what makes me happy. Like I'm very aware of that kind of stuff. And I guess through all this, I really, I would really just love to help other people have that same confidence and self-assurance in themselves. Yeah, like one one thing that always sticks out in my head is it's okay to say no uh, when people invite you to something like it's okay to say no you don't always have like of course it's great to say yes too I mean I might do this to a fault where I say no almost too often and there's a there's a really good reason why I do say no to a lot of invites um, Number one is like, really, so I'm introverted, uh, fairly introverted. So I really do enjoy and need my alone time just to recharge, like my own quiet time to recharge, get my energy back so then I can go train people and give them my energy again. Because coaching is very draining in terms of mental energy and physical energy as well, uh, emotional energy. So definitely that's one big reason why I'm a big proponent of saying no. It's okay to say no. It's okay to protect your own energy. And then here's, here's the main point. You don't have to explain yourself. You can if you want to, but you really don't have to explain yourself to people. Like, oh, I want to come out to dinner with us tonight? For me, I'm also a big, I'm big into planning, <laughs> if you guys have not noticed that yet I'm big into planning I'm big into like looking ahead because if someone today asked me if I want to go for dinner I'd be like oh I didn't really have that planned mentally like I I reserve my mental energy so much for what's going on that day like I know I'm about to go work out so I know I've got to put energy into that but I also know that tonight at 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. I've got to run two classes at Mayo Detox so I know that I need to conserve my energy for those classes as well. Like if I want to bring, if I want to bring the best me I can bring, right? So I've just always been very aware of that. Um, it's okay to say no, guys. For all you introverts out there, you don't need to explain yourself. You can if you want, if you want to be nice about it, but you don't have to. So, next question. Oh, I think there was a question I missed. It was like, how do you, how do you defy limits? Or how do you approach like limits? And I honestly, as a joke, I wrote like, what limits? And then I went back to that question because I wanted to provide a more valuable answer. And honestly, for me, I don't really think about limits all too often. like. I, I guess I'm, I'm fortunate enough where 
you know, we're, we're, if we're listening, if you're listening to this podcast on your smartphone, chances are like, you're pretty fortunate, right? You've got a roof over your head. You have money to buy food. You have water, you have clean water to drink. You probably have a job that pays you. Like we're, we're pretty fortunate. If you have a smartphone, you're good. You're like top 1% in the world, right? Anyway, so in terms of limits, I find for myself, it's not really outside limits that are placed upon me. A lot of time it's like, I'm sure you guys could relate. A lot of times it's like putting limits on yourself and you're kind of like, no, I can't do that. That's too hard. Or no, I don't think I can do that. That's going to take too much time. So like, Putting limits on ourselves is like a big thing I think that holds us all back. I just wanted to um, address that real quick. And lastly, in terms of, I can put two of these together. How do I keep myself motivated? And, okay, no, I'm gonna separate these. How do I keep myself motivated? First of all, guys, it, you need to take care of yourself first. I know, it's like self, there's a saying, self-care is not selfish. You need to take care of yourself first and foremost. You need to get good sleep. You need to be feeding yourself well. You need to be, if you're into exercising, which if you're listening to this, you're probably into. You need to exercise. You need to give yourself that love, that self, that good, good love. So take care of yourself first because here's why. As a coach, if I don't take care of myself first, I'm going to go into the session, training session with my clients. I'm not going to be in a great mood. And if I'm not in a great mood because I haven't been on top of my training or I haven't been sleeping well, or maybe I've been eating shit food, like if I haven't been taking care of myself, how can I help? How can I possibly help other people take care of themselves? And I might be able to, but not at the standard that I'd like to. Um, so for all you guys out there, there maybe you have kids, maybe you have employees you take care of or clients, take care of yourself first. I'll explain why. Because if for me, if I can take care of myself well, then I can bring the energy, the positive energy and the enthusiasm to my sessions and I can positively impact my clients. And my goal, if I can positively impact my clients in that hour, that two hours a week, three hours a week, in return, they can go out, hopefully, they can go out and give other people that positive energy. And then it's just, it's just a never-ending cycle from there, right? But for me, if I start, if myself, the person who starts all of this, if I bring shitty energy, if I'm an asshole, then that's not going to positively affect anyone. It's not going to help me, it's not going to help my clients, it's not going to help anyone. So that's why I take care of yourself first, so you can make a positive impact on other people, and then hopefully they can, they can see the benefits of that, they can feel that love, and bring that positive energy to the people around them. And really, I think right now, that's the ultimate goal for me as a coach and as a person. Again, we're not, we're not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I don't always um, 
provide the energy that I want to be able to provide. Like sometimes I walk out of, uh, not sometimes, like, uh, let me say sometimes. Sometimes I walk out of the session and I feel bad about myself because I know that I could have just done a bit of a better job. So that's for me what keeps me motivated. It's just like, I need to take care of myself first. I need to make sure I'm attacking my goals because if I don't have goals, how am I possibly gonna help other people with their goals, right? Through the process of me doing all this, I learn how I can navigate and then I can teach other people how to navigate. So lastly, is there a specific man mantra or vision that drives you? I think I got this from Grant Cardone. If you guys haven't read the 10X rule yet, I think I recommended that on my, um, I did an episode on books a while back. The 10X rule by Grant Cardone. If you haven't read that, read that, all right? I'm gonna link that in the show notes. So, Grant Cardone, he's a, he's a sales trainer, right? Um, he's really big into sales. He's a beast. So his thing is, he knows that everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to live a good life. He knows that, like that's, everyone wants that. So, but one thing he taught me is, you have to be more specific than that. So he literally said, okay, I know that you want to be happy. That's great, that's a great goal. But let's, let's take it a step further. I know that you want to live a happy life. I know that you want to be comfortable. I know that you want to be able to take care of your family. But let's get more specific because everyone wants that and not everyone achieves that, right? So his thing was, okay, literally sit down and let's, let's picture this. You say you want to be happy. What does that mean for you? Uh, I'd like a nice place to live it doesn't have to necessarily be a house but you know I want a nice roof over my head I want to be comfortable I want to feel safe I want that comfort of a home and then okay I also want to travel um, yes but how many weeks do you want to travel so it's all about getting specific right and then what else do you want in life okay I, I want to do good work I want to I want to, I want to be, for me, I want a motorcycle. Right now I don't have a motorcycle, I want a motorcycle. I could get one right now, but it's not the smart thing to do, not the responsible thing to do. But I eventually want to have a motorcycle as a secondary vehicle. Um, not, not like in next year, maybe in like the next five years, ten years. So. Now he says, okay, that's great. Everyone wants those things. Everyone wants a good job. Everyone wants a nice house. Everyone wants a car or two cars on their driveway. Now let's get more specific, okay? How many bedrooms do you want in that house? Because there's a big difference between having one bedroom or having six bedrooms. How many bathrooms do you want in that house? Again, there's a big difference between having one bathroom and six bathrooms, right? Because success is gonna, like, what you desire is gonna differ from someone else. But just because someone has six bathrooms versus one bathroom, 
doesn't make one or the other person more successful, right? If the person with one bathroom only has the desire for one bathroom, that's all they need, that's what they need to make themselves happy, that's a successful person. But if the other person wants six bathrooms, you know, same thing, they're a successful person as well. And I'm just using these as an example, but this is literally like, okay, how many bedrooms do you want in there? How many bathrooms? Because that's gonna determine um, how much you're actually gonna have to work, right? Because if you just want one, one bathroom, like you're good, you could probably, like you, you could do that, no problem. But if you want six bathrooms, like you're gonna have to work a lot fucking harder than the person who just wants one bathroom. So, and then, then it comes down to vehicles. Okay, you want a nice car, but what kind of car? Like, do you want a Maserati? Or are you good with that, like Hyundai? I'm not saying Hyundai's are bad cars, I'm just saying there's a massive difference. Maserati's gonna be 100K plus, Maserati's gonna be like 30K. Again, it's gonna make a difference. That's why you have to be more specific with your vision and your goals. There has to be clarity in the vision. And then vacation. Okay, standard vacation in North America, what is it? People get two to three weeks, right? Okay, so are you good with two to three weeks of vacay? Or do you want six weeks of vacay? Or do you want eight? Because again, what you desire is gonna determine what you're gonna have to do to actually get what you desire, right? Big differences here. And then now it's like, okay, are you good with one motorcycle or five motorcycles? Are you good with like a $20,000 Harley Davidson? Or are you okay with like a $2,000 Kawasaki Ninja, right? So that's what I mean when um, I'm talking about being specific with your goals. So here we go. For me, is there a specific mantra or vision that drives you? For me, I know that I want to be able to pro provide for my family. I want to be able to provide for my girlfriend. I want to be able to provide for my parents. And then like, of course, I want to take care of the community and the people around me too, right? So after you, after you kind of determine like the specifics of your goals, from there it's just simple math, right? Do you want a $5 million home or a $1 million home? Or can you move to like the out, or maybe you don't have to live in the city, you can live out in the, um, in, a, in a rural area and buy a big ass home for $300,000. Again, from there, it's just simple math. You're literally reverse engineering this. Because if I want a $1 million home, I'm gonna have to save, I'm gonna have to make enough money for that, and I'm gonna have to save enough money for that. Big difference between a $1 million home and a $300,000 home. So for me, what drives me is that clarity of vision of Okay, I want to be able to provide for people. I want to, I probably don't want, I don't want to work until I'm like 60. Maybe like for fun, but not like grinding when I'm 50 and 60. I want to do all that grinding right now so that I can, like I don't have to do it when I'm 50 or 60 or 70, right? So again, this exercise was so helpful for me. Like it's all kind of things that I've, I've thought about, but never in such a cohesive manner. So again, I hope you guys take on that questionnaire. It's not gonna take long. I hope you guys learn about yourself a little. 
Hope you discover some things about yourself. And really, like, as always, I hope you're out there setting goals. I hope you're out there crushing goals. Hope you're out there building yourself up, building other people up around you. And just keep going. Head down, eyes forward. Until next time, peace.